Now today, we're starting a new series. But before I get into that, I just want to tell you that I love Christmas. Christmas is one of my favorite seasons of the year. I love Christmas. Christmas, I love the lights. I love the decorations. I love the sights and sounds. I love every part about Christmas. But the thing that I love most is I love seeing presents under the tree. I don't know about you, but that brings joy to my heart. In fact, it reminds me of when I was a little boy. That was the thing I looked forward most to. I wanted to see presents under the tree. And often what I would do is I would walk, sneak up to the tree, look for the presents with my name on it, and right as I was about to pick it up, I would hear a voice from the other room, and my mom would say, Jonathan, put it down. It's not time yet. You know, my mom had ESPN. You know, she had that ability to know what I was doing. But I would still, I would still go in the living room later on when she wasn't there, and I'd find that present, and I would shake it. And what I think is really amazing about Christmas is that there's this unexpected element to it. There's this anticipation. There's this surprise that comes along with it. In fact, that's the title of our series that we're starting today, Unexpected Christmas. Unexpected Christmas. For you see, the first Christmas was an unexpected Christmas. No one in the Christmas story knew that Christmas was coming to them. They didn't know that the Messiah was coming. But there's something that we can learn from the characters of the first Christmas story that we can apply to our life about how we need to approach God, how we need to approach Christmas, how we need to approach the unexpected things that God wants to do in our life. God has unexpected gifts for you. In fact, at the end of our service, we're going to have a worship moment. And I believe that God is going to extend more of his presence to you. The unexpected present for you is God's presence, and I want you to prepare your heart for that. With that in mind, I want to invite you to join me in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. We're actually going to be looking at the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And where we find ourselves in this story is Mary is a young girl. She's about 14 to 16 years old. She's living at home with her parents, and she is betrothed to be married to Joseph. And I think, if I can just imagine in my own mind, that she had some dreams for her life. In fact, I think she would probably go over to her neighbors and say, Oh, you know what? Joseph just asked to marry me. And I'm excited. He's gone off to build us a home. And at any day, he's going to come back and he's going to take my hand in marriage. And we're going to start our own family. But you know, what Mary discovered right in that moment is that God had bigger plans for her. And I'm here to tell somebody that God has bigger plans for you. I don't think you heard me. God has bigger plans for you. I don't know, that should make you excited. That should make you raise your hand. That should make you clap. Because God has bigger plans for you. He wants to do above, above and beyond, exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can even ask, imagine, or think. God wants to do that in your life. But you must be ready. You must have the right attitude when it comes to an unexpected Christmas. And so what I want to encourage you today to do is that when Jesus brings an unexpected Christmas to you, I want to encourage you to just say yes. Just say yes. Be willing to say yes to him. Just be willing to say yes to him. Whatever he brings to you, don't push it away. Don't say no to it. Be willing to say yes to it. Because if you do, 
he will bring an unexpected Christmas for you. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Let's look quickly together. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Now, I want you to look at this verse with me together. Verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. I want you to tuck that in your heart. This is Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May the word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So what do you do when God shows up and brings an unexpected Christmas to you? You just say yes. I want to share with you just a handful of thoughts that you can do to qualify for an unexpected Christmas. The first one I want to share with you is don't be afraid. The angel said to her, Greetings, you you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. But she was troubled. She was afraid. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been worried about the future? Have you ever sensed that God has whispered something, maybe a promise into your own heart, but yet you're still afraid? This is what the angel is telling her. I've got good news of great joy for your life and for all of humanity. But she was troubled. Why? Because she was looking at herself. Anytime you have worry or fear or anxiety about something that God has promised to you, it's because you're looking at your own difficulty. You're looking at your own inadequacy. You're looking at your own lack. You're looking at what you don't have. And when that moment comes, what we need to do is we need to shift our eyes to Jesus and say, you've promised it. If you said it, that settles it. I believe it. I trust in you. I've discovered in my life that God is only as big as you let him be. I love what the angel says to her. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. You know, what what God is saying to her right now is, you're my favorite. You're God's favorite. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I'm God's favorite. Now, I know in life, there can only be one favorite, but in the kingdom of God, you are all God's favorite. Your photo is on his on on his refrigerator it's in his wallet it's on the lock screen of his phone he loves you he's you're you're in his mind and in his heart all the time he's thinking about you he's worrying about you he's concerned about you because you're his very favorite and what you'll discover is that if you allow god's favor to be greater than your fears you'll experience breakthrough God's favor is always greater than your fears. Let God's favor arise within you. 
You don't deserve God's favor, but he extends it to you. You don't deserve the blessings that you have, but he extends it to you because he loves you. Don't be afraid. Be willing to embrace the fact that he loves you and you're important to him. The second way to take hold of an unexpected Christmas is to just believe. Just believe. If you're anything like me, you want to know that something is a done deal, that it's 100%. You want to know that it's going to happen, that no matter what comes, it's going to happen. But you know the faith walk, what it is? It's walking and believing even when you can't seem to see what's right in front of you. It's being able to say, God, I believe your word. Your word is true. Your word is faithful. Your word is good. Listen to what the word of God says. Mary says this in verse 34. How will this be? Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Here's what I want to share with you. Sometimes we can't seem to see the big picture. In fact, finite minds cannot fathom an infinite God. Your mind is not big enough to fathom the infinite power that God has. What could God do What could he do if you believed that he was infinite and that he was powerful? What if you could just believe? God doesn't ask you to understand. He just says, just believe in me. Just believe that I have the power to change your circumstance, that I have the power to heal your illness, that I have the power to set your son free from his struggle with alcohol and drugs, that I have the power to redeem him and transform his life, that he can set you free from addiction, that he can set you free from struggle, that he can set you free from any ailment that you may be facing, any difficult at work. God doesn't ask you to understand. He just says, believe in me. Believe that I can do it. If you're willing to believe in an infinite God, he can exceed your dreams. If you're willing to believe that he's infinite and that he's all-powerful, he can exceed what's in your mind and in your heart. He is not limited by time or space or difficulty or struggle or your pain or your past or your previous identity. He is not limited by your finite mind. He can do above and beyond what you can imagine or dream or even think. He just asks you to believe. You know, the solution to our unbelief is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is what this verse says. He says, The power of God is going to overshadow you. The Holy Spirit is going to come to you. He's going to overshadow you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to come upon you. And some of you are worrying, how is God going to do it? How is God going to do it? How is God going to do it? You just need to trust the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but there are moments when I need to walk by faith and not by sight. I don't know about you. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes I need to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what the naysayers say to me, but by what God's word says to me. And the solution to your struggle is the Holy Spirit. The last thought I want to share with you is give an unqualified yes. Give an unqualified yes to God. Give an unqualified yes. Some of us, we want to give a limited yes. If only God, you'll do this, then I'll do this. If you do that, I'll do that. But that's not what Mary did. She gave an unqualified yes. In verse 37, it says this, For no word from you, God, will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Church, this word, word in the original language is the word rhema. For those of you who are Bible scholars, you'll know that the word rhema 
is the spoken word of God. I don't know who this is for. But the angel told Mary, the word, the spoken word of God will never fail. And Mary said, I'm your servant. I was once pledged to Joseph, but I'm choosing to change my allegiance to you. Let your word to me, let your spoken rhema word be fulfilled in me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's some promises that you have written down in a notebook, some promises that are listed on your phone. There's some things that God has brought to your mind, and you're just saying, God, when is that going to happen? It's coming. It's coming. The unexpected presence of God is coming. We've already seen it today. We've already seen him move, but he's not done yet. He's not finished with you, even though the world may be finished with you. God's not done with you. And I'll tell you this, when all else fails, God's word will never fail. When all else fails, God's word will never fail. It never will return void to you. He will always accomplish what he says. And some of us, we need to anchor our life in, in God. We need to anchor our life in the word of God. And I've been thinking about this closing moment. And I want, you, I want to invite you to stand with me. And here's what's on my heart. Some of you, you need to say an unqualified yes to God. That thing that you want, that promise that you want, that thing that you are hoping will happen only comes when you say yes to Jesus. He wants to move in your life. He wants to transform your situation. Mary didn't know how it was going to happen, but she said, I'm your servant. May it be accomplished unto me what you have spoken. What do you want God to do in your life today? What is it? Whatever it is, God can accomplish it. His word is true. His word is faithful. It never fails. It never fails. You can rely on it. You can hold fast to it. You can believe him at his word. And so if you're here today, as the worship team comes forward, they're going to lead us in some songs. If you need the presence of God to meet you right where you're at, if you need to say an unqualified yes to God, this is your moment. He wants to continue the worship moment that began earlier in this service. He wants to meet with you one more time. God wants to meet with you. He came, he gave his son. He gave you the presence of his presence, the power of his presence. There's some things that God wants to conceive in your life. There's some dreams that he wants to birth in you. Mary said, yes. Yes. Let the presence of God come upon me. Let the presence of God touch me. And because of her, yes, Jesus came and was within her body. There are things that God wants to conceive in you and birth through your life to bless other people. Imagine what God can do with your yes. He did a miracle with one lady's yes. He can do a miracle in your life with one yes. Don't delay. This is your moment. We're going to just linger here for a moment. We want you to come. We want you to come. God.
come meet with your people. 